0: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
1: This is Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. Your home for common sense, science based healthcare. Here's your host, Doctor T.J. Williams.
2: Hey, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Doctor T.J. With me, as always, is Aaron. Hi. How, how are you doing today, Aaron? Amazing. I'm. I'm. Ex- I'm. I am excited. Um, today, we are going to talk about hormones and the effect that hormones have on the body, and what happens when hormones start to decline and the symptoms that are that go with that and it's it's not just something that happens to you when you're old this stuff actually happens early in life
3: right um, um and we're gonna start really today focusing on what problems you know what symptoms can happen if your hormones are off like why you should care about your hormones being balanced um I don't know how much we'll get into this show about what to do to fix it. We may have to do prior shows because there's just so much with hormones and there's so much misinformation out there. I think there are so many uh, questions that we get that we thought, okay, we need to actually do a show to kind of sum all of this up and make sure that people have the correct information because it's frustrating for a lot of people. Um, I think there are so many people out there with hormone issues um, some that are suspecting that they have hormone issues and others that have no idea that hormones are the reason why they may be having some problems.
2: And, and others yet that are in complete denial that it's their hormones. Right. Because <laughs> So that this show is too. for
3: everyone. Yes, for everyone. And to help us, we brought in a special guest. Um, we have Nick Bodie in here with us who is a Nick nurse practitioner in our office and Really, an expert on all things hormones. He's, he's brilliant. Yes, on all things functional medicine, but really, hormones is well, it's what we're talking about today. Yeah, so that's what we're going to focus on. <laughs> we're gonna,
2: we're gonna, so welcome. Oh, yeah.
4: I, yeah, I don't know about all that, but thank you, thank you for <laughs> that wonderful introduction. He's he's very so, humble. Yeah.
2: Um, he's very humble. Um, so symptoms. Let's just let's just talk a little bit about. Symptoms that happen when people's hormone levels go
3: down. Okay. Like, well, I, and I know I'm interrupting you before you even get started. That's okay. But is I, this the, is
2: this is life, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is the story of TJ's Tuesday. Well, is it <laughs> is
3: it the same for men and women? I mean, are we? Because when kind of really they yeah. do they have the same the, problems. So,
2: some are Similar. some mm-hmm. things like fatigue. Some things like brain fog definitely can be hormones dropping. Now, you know, in women, you're talking about estrogen going down, but testosterone is in both men and women. Estrogen is in both men and women. And they have very similar, when testosterone goes down, it has very similar effects on men and women. Yeah, absolutely.
4: And and a lot of people are familiar with men's, Hormones, men's testosterone declining around starting at the age of thirty and declining about one percent every year thereafter.
2: Right, there are studies everywhere that talk about that.
4: Yeah, but a lot of people don't realize that women's women's testosterone actually precedes that by a few years. It can it can happen in uh, late twenties, early thirties. Is as it well. as
3: important? With women as it is with men,
2: absolutely, yeah, absolutely, it's very important. Yeah. It, it's
3: because they have to be balanced. Is that the issue, or just because testosterone is important? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it a, little... A, a little bit of both. Yeah, and,
2: and and really, you need to have testosterone. It's very important for for protecting tissues in the body. It protects mm-hmm. tissues. It protects the three B's and an H: bone, breast, brain, and heart. Yeah. In both men and women, yeah. and so you you know we're gonna we'll get into this in a little bit, but You know, it's it's cardioprotective heart disease is the number one killer in America. But yet what we're watching from a functional medicine side of things is we're watching cardiovascular disease rates are there. But and and they're going up, but testosterone levels are slowly declining in both men and women. And if testosterone is cardioprotective, why are we not doing things to increase and optimize testosterone? It's all about optimization of the hormone for you. And your level, your optimal level may be a little bit different than someone else's optimal level, right? Same way with, you know, two men that, you know, are brothers may have different optimal levels of hormone based on activity level and diet and, you know, different things like this. It's it's all about optimizing for this, for each individual person. I think I rambled there, but I think no, I, answered I, your I, question. I, I understand that's, that's what you're great, saying.
4: That's a very valid point. Very great point. And. And and it a lot of times it depends on a lot of other factors too, like you said, um, the individual person's, um, lifestyle factors and looking at uh blood chemistry too, you know, how much inflammation's going on, right. what their cholesterol looks like, what their liver looks like. Environmental uh, factors. Environmental toxins is, are a big one. Hormone disrupting toxins. Things
2: like you know, things like uh um
4: Fuel additives. Yeah. That's a that's Phthalates a big one that are in you know a lot of yeah uh, anti, uh, anti perspirants and uh, deodorants and
2: yeah and all kinds and, of plastics BPA yeah. things like that all yeah.
4: toxic metals uh, all, all those uh. Air fresheners you, you smell when, yes. you, when you take an
2: Uber anywhere, um, <laughs> you get
4: the, the car bomb. Or, or
2: Lyft. We're Uber Lyft friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Whichever. Yeah. Um, no, that's exactly right. So, you know, what are some other symptoms that, that people see when, when hormone levels start to decline?
4: Well, that's a good question. So... Um, A lot of symptoms may not readily, you may not readily think of being related to your hormones, um, like brain fog. I know you mentioned that one earlier. That's very Um, true. Decrease in um, exercise tolerance is another one. There's some obvious ones like libido um, and sex drive and things like that. What do you
3: mean by exercise tolerance?
4: You're
2: unable to exercise as long as you used to be able to. Like, Like, do you
3: just don't have the energy or? Yeah,
2: or stamina. It's about the stamina. You don't have the stamina. Stamina or energy um, or
4: motivation, really, just to to get off the couch and... Well, that's, and do it.
2: You become apathetic
4: yeah. and yeah. lethargic. It's interesting
3: yeah. because that's just another thing, and we say this all the time, but I can totally see how both men and women can look at that and say, well, I'm getting older. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. so that's going right. to happen, yeah. right? And never attribute it yeah. to the hormones. Right.
2: So, and I've said on this show before, getting older doesn't mean anything. We're, we're not supposed to die in parts and pieces and have, you know, this drug for that problem and this drug for this other problem and another drug for a different problem. And, you know, we need our knee replaced this year and next year we have our gallbladder out. And the following year we another have knee another knee replacement <laughs> the next yeah. year, you know, and, yeah. and then we have some stints put in our heart. That's not how we're meant to yeah. go. We're meant to live just beyond a hundred and fall asleep quietly and and pass away in our sleep. That's yeah. what we're meant we to do. We should all
3: be on the Smucker's jar. At some yes, point, right. Every, like, everybody should have their name that,
2: on the yeah. Smucker's jar that you made it to a hundred years yeah. old, and
3: you're happy, and you, you know, yeah. have whatever it is, you know, advice that you have for people yeah. to live that long because yeah. it shouldn't be this difficult.
2: Right. Yeah. Instead, we're just, you know, we're we're keeling over and dying, and th- that's one of the things about hormone optimization that I want to throw in there. You know, it used to be. When a woman, I mean, most women are familiar with like menopause, and we're going to talk more about menopause. But one of the big things with it is, hundred years ago, when you had went into menopause, that was when women died. That was the age at death. Yeah. Fifty years ago, they were women were living twenty years past menopause. Now we're living thirty and more years past past menopause because yeah. we're going into menopause. Average age in the United States is fifty one. Right. So we're going into menopause at 51 years old and we're living for another 30 years. You've got to do something to optimize your hormones. Otherwise, you're just going to fall
4: apart. Right. Absolutely. And there are some cultures around the world that don't even have a name for menopause. They, They literally don't understand what that is. Right. Um, and a lot of it has to do with the standard American diet or the SAD diet and all of those chemicals we mentioned earlier that we're exposed to that right. disrupt our toxins. And we don't just
3: have it's menopause. It's like months. we, you know, people can be in perimenopause. I mean, we've expended. Ex- extended it um, to a huge period of time for a lot of people right. to explain oh. all of these hormonal fluctuations. And, right? and
2: we have patients that tell us that, you know, this is secondhand information. We don't actually know if the doctor told the patient this or if the patient, you know, is exaggerating with what was what the conversation was. But we've had we've had people in our office say, well, you no, know, my doctor said that, you know, I could be in perimenopause for five or six or seven, maybe even 10 years. I mean, seriously, average age at 51. So we're talking you could be in perimenopause for 10 years. Holy cow. I mean, what are we doing with those hormone fluctuations? Right.
3: No, exactly. And I know that, you know, you're kind of on uh, menopause now, but- by, hormone... by accident. Yeah. <laughs> well, but hormone problems don't just start even when people are in perimenopause, right? People, I mean, because I just think we've got people who come in all the time, right, who are in their 20s yeah. and are already having hormonal yeah. problems.
4: Yeah, especially if they're stressed out, which a lot of yeah. people are. Stress, you know, greatly affects your hormones and it can drive it in the wrong direction and really decrease your hormone levels and, and have a whirlwind of problems after that. So, and right.
3: we, we've talked on here um. A lot of times, too, I mean, we talk a lot about stress, but there are so many environmental things also that, you know, uh, affect the way that your body is functioning. So nowadays we're seeing a lot of problems that used to come up later happening early and earlier, partly because of diet, partly because of environmental factors. I mean, there are so many different things that, you know, we've talked about the fact that there are so many chemicals that we come into contact with on a daily basis that haven't been tested. We don't even, but I mean, who knows how right. all that's affecting well, us? Well,
2: they, they, and they, they get approved. These chemicals get approved in very small quantities, but no one's taking into consideration what it's like when you've have been exposed to that chemical for years in low doses every day, day in, day out, day in, day. Out. Right. This stuff really messes with the system. Right. right. I mean, there's no way. There's a hundred, hundred thousand chemicals that have been approved for use in land, air, and water. Yeah. There's no way we can test for all of those. Yeah. Two thousand new ones each year. Yeah. 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 Which Two thousand new ones a year.
3: That's three right. a day. Which is, I mean, <laughs> I just wanted to make the point that there are. This is Se- not
2: seven a day. Sorry, my I, I don't map. <laughs> yeah. I was. I was... <laughs> <laughs> Aaron was going to let that go. I was going to cannot... let it go because I probably. Cannot, TJ, boo. <laughs> TJ, terrible.
3: Um, but I, I don't want people listening to this to think, um, you know, I'm so young. That's not a problem. I mean, the funny thing is, is that I, we have so many people who are in their 20s and 30s and are aware of the fact that they have hormone problems who come in and yeah. they say, I think my hormones are messed up. But Can we you see, figure it we out? We see
2: kids that we know have hormone problems. Right. Yeah. So because, this isn't
3: just a menopause. You know, this isn't just a getting older problem. I mean, that certainly can put you in a position where your hormones are get out of whack but that isn't the only thing.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So all right, we've got to take a break. Um when we come back, let let's spend a little bit of time and talk about like what the symptoms are of menopause so and or or hormones dropping uh, in both men and women and what that means and and we'll just kind of go from there and and, and discuss like what you can do to help fix that. You're listening to Wellness 101.
1: You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123. Hiring for
0: your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank.
2: And welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, today on the show, we are talking about hormones and and symptomatology that goes with hormone dropping. and In the first segment, we were talking about how early in someone's life to, uh, hormone levels can start to to drop, especially testosterone um, can happen in men in the thirties and women even as early as late twenties. Um, and so, I, I want to talk for just a minute about like we'll we'll just talk about women for for a few minutes here and, and what estrogen is and what it does in the, in the body. And then what happens when estrogen levels drop. So estrogen is important. It's important for men and women, right? So things that estrogen does, it helps to regulate our menstrual cycle, um, before we have, before we get to menopause, it's essential for reproduction for both men and women. Um, it helps regulate some processes that take place in our brain, our nervous system, our bones, our liver, Urinary tract, even our GI tract. Um, It stimulates breast growth in puberty. Um, It also uh, helps develop secondary sex characteristics, and it's made mostly in the ovary in females, and it's also made in adipose tissue in both males and females. And this is via this process called aromatization. It's the conversion of testosterone into estrogen. And all all aromatization is it's a fancy word for we cut a carbon off of the chain. It's all it really means, and so this is important because we've talked on this show before about how two thirds of Americans are overweight or obese, right? So sixty six percent of us are overweight or obese, and adipose tissue produces estrogen, right? So that's a problem. This is how and not we have the good kind either, <laughs> right? And that's very, that's a great point, Nick. It's not the good kind either. This is the stuff that really causes a problem for people. This is how we know hormones are out of balance and out of whack, and people need to start addressing their hormones at an earlier and earlier age. Because if you're overweight or obese, there's no possible way your hormones are or are optimized. There's just no way, right? That's that's what's going on, and so what happens to us? What are the symptoms that we that we see when estrogen levels decrease? So one of the things that happens in women, they start getting hot flashes. That's one of the first signs that they think is signaling menopause. They didn't know that testosterone was dropping 15, 20, 30 years ago. They just know, okay, I'm having hot flashes. I must be going into menopause. By the time you're in menopause, your hormones are all completely out of balance. You can also, when estrogen drops, you can see things like anxiety. You'll end up with with vaginal dryness, mood swings, atherosclerosis. So that's hardening of the arteries. Um, Women will get headaches and migraines. Um, They may have an increase in vaginal infections. Um, joint pain, dry skin, bloating, depression, memory lapses. This this senior moment thing um, is, a, is a big deal. I was watching the Today Show here. I don't know. I don't remember when it was, but Savannah was talking about uh, her uh, – what was she doing, the interviews? She, I don't know. She's doing like some six-minute interviews, and she was rattling off the people, and then she just completely froze and lost the name of one of the people that she had interviewed. And when she came back on, she's like, she said, "I just had a senior moment. It's this person," and I, in my brain, I'm thinking, "Uh-oh! I bet you hormones are out of balance in this better lady. Go,
4: better go get those hormones <laughs> checked." Hey,
2: the Institute of Natural Health, <laughs> yeah. Savannah. You're welcome yeah. anytime. Just throwing it out there yeah. if you're listening.
4: And, and how many how many people out there, you know, that have? joint pain or shoulder pain knee pain are out there going oh better go get my hormones checked
2: none just doesn't No, no one uh coincide with a lot of people they're they're going to the orthopedist or the physical therapist to try and get their joint pain taken care of And that's
3: how we get to a point where we're on so many medications or like there are so many different modalities that are being used to treat someone and it's piece by piece and the underlying problem is not addressed yeah
4: absolutely and there's you know terms out there for conditions like chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia and all these other terms. When really a big contributing factor to a lot of those is hormones are right. out of balance. Yeah,
3: definitely. And we've done shows on that. And I know. Um, so if you you know have chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia, definitely go and back and listen to our shows on that because we talk about the fact that you know. You, we get that you're suffering, but you don't have to suffer and you don't have to be on medication. Come in and see us and we'll find out what is actually driving what led, you know, what led you to become diagnosed with those conditions.
2: Right. So for for women that are we've thrown out the word menopause and you know if we have guys out there they may not actually know what the definition of menopause is I'm going to define that for you so menopause is means that you've had no period for 1 year and that's associated with low estrogen levels right so menop- you're officially women are officially in menopause after they've not have had a period for 12 year or 12 uh, months right and so this happens, the average age, like I've said, in this country is is 51. So the estrogen is just, you're, you're slowly and progressively slowing down the production of, of estrogen or progesterone. But we see it in the clinic as early as 40. We do see it in the clinic as early as 40. And, you know, not even to mention the stuff when there's been a surgical removal, a, a surgical menopause. So they've had, you know... Um, a hysterectomy where the ovaries and, and uterus have been removed for whatever reason was necessary to have that surgery. But a lot of times they don't even do anything to balance out their hormones, or they give them one of these synthetic hormones, which we're going to talk about in uh, another show. And the differences between synthetic and bioidentical hormones, we'll, we'll get into that in another show. But they come in after they've had this and their hormones are completely out of whack because they were going along, everything was fine and then boom, they're zero. And whether well, that's a huge problem. It like I said, hormones protect four things bone, brain, breast, and heart. And women that have had a, a surgical hysterectomy have crazy levels of of increased mortality. In fact, there was a study done. Uh, the The last name of the guy that did the study was Cyril, and I'm sorry, I, I'm nerding out a little bit here, but this is the this is the PhD in me. This actually was published by the American Journal of Public Health in July of 2013. And the title of the article is The Mortality Toll of Estrogen Avoidance, an Analysis of Excess Deaths Among hysterectri- Hysterectomized Women Aged 50 to 59 Years. They basically followed women for 10 years that have been hit, had a hysterectomy between the ages of 50 and 59. And they found that 18 to 91,000 died prematurely and that they, they had excess mortality from acute myocardial infarctions, heart attacks, and breast cancer. Yeah,
4: and these women were not on hormone replacement therapy. No they, they estrogen given. They did not any hormones whatsoever. They,
2: they avoided estrogen. And this is just one of those things where I'm just like, why are we doing this to these women? I mean, That's a lot of people that are dying at an increased rate for no reason whatsoever. It could have been a completely avoided. But I digress. I'm sorry. I, I got off track. Um but, you know, the like I said before, you know, we're women are living thirty plus years into menopause. This is a this is a big thing in getting in getting hormones optimized, right? And we've we've talked about women and we've picked on women. Let's pick on men a little bit. There's this whole concept of andropause. And andropause is when when men decrease production of testosterone and you said earlier to give your information on the uh, when testosterone production starts to drop
4: yeah so testosterone for men can drop um, in the starting in the early 30s um, and it typically declines on average about one to two percent every year and that's just that's just if you have nothing else going on no no exposure to toxins no you know poor lifestyle poor diet you know everything like that so
3: so if you had the other issues that were contributing could you see it even earlier than 30 oh saying?
2: absolutely absolutely and we, and we are seeing that so. yeah. yeah and and not only just earlier but faster rates of decline yeah really so it's not one to two percent a year maybe it's five to seven percent a year maybe even ten percent a year's falling yeah. off so I then mean,
3: by the time someone comes into you even in their early 30s they're way lower than what is right, that what you're saying? Yeah, they're way lower than what they should be yeah
2: yeah and it's it's actually it's just scary i mean you know the we I've we've seen testosterone should be relatively high in a guy. Optimized it's it's relatively high. We've seen men with super, super low levels of testosterone. It's scary low. Yeah. Like, but
3: I'm guessing if it's if they're young, they're thinking that wouldn't be an issue yet, right? I mean right. so they don't even know to exactly. have their hormones yeah, it's, checked. It's right. not
2: uh you know common knowledge yet, but right. that's right. what we're trying to change. Yeah, so. exactly. That's <laughs> what so we're trying to get the trying to spread that word. It's yeah. exactly right. So with men, so de- to define andropause, andropause is just low testosterone or testosterone deficiency. Basically, the testicles just aren't producing enough testosterone, right? And so this can be either a primary or a secondary cause, right? Primary is when there's low testosterone production by the testicles. Simple. Secondary is when you get fewer signals from the brain. The testicles are actually told by the brain Or they're not told by the brain to make testosterone. So basically, this means that there's a break in the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal, thyroid, gonad axis. And I say all of them because some of you out there are probably like, wait, what is this axis? What are you talking about? A lot of people and a lot of our listeners I know have heard about the HPA axis, the hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal axis. But that's only a small piece of this axis. There's actually more parts to that, right? The other parts are thyroid and the gonads, and you have to look at all of them all at once, and we have tons of patients that come into the clinic, and they're, they're like, well, I was being seen by you know this functional medicine practitioner. First, we ask who that was because we know that there are a lot of people, like we've said before, there's no one policing someone from saying that they practice functional medicine, whether they have any kind of certification or not, and they only look at a small piece of the puzzle because that's all they really know about. They don't look at the added pieces to this puzzle, and they're missing something. Something, right. Right. There's complete. There's like, oh, you have adrenal fatigue. Well, then maybe you have adrenal fatigue because you have autoimmune thyroid and, and primary hypogonadism. Right. It, right. it happens. And, well,
3: and that's something that, you know, we really stress to patients because we have patients who have gone to see someone else and they'll say, well, they were cheaper. And we're like, yeah, well, they didn't run the correct testing. Um, you know, we don't compromise on that. If you need specific testing in order for us to determine if you're needing hormones we're going to do the testing or we're not doing the hormones. It's that simple. Um, there are a lot of places that don't do that. They do very basic testing. They're like, oh, well, this is off and we'll give you hormones. And that is not the right way to do it. No, that's, that's how people end up eventually back in our clinic um, to get <laughs> fixed.
2: Yeah, so it, it. I can't impress upon you enough about how often that actually happens yeah. where we're just like, okay – this this, we're missing a whole we didn't look at the whole picture you know we looked at one piece of the puzzle not all thousand and you've got to look at a much bigger piece or
3: who you went to didn't look at right right (laughs) exactly and the
2: the patients no offense to you guys out there you guys don't know right you didn't know that there was a difference and there is um all right when we've got to take another break um when we come back we're going to continue talking about um hormones you're listening to wellness 101
1: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123.
2: Welcome back to the show, everyone. Nothing like getting pumped up a little rush to come talk yes. about hormones. I'm telling you, that's uh... all right. So, getting back into into hormones, you know, hormones protect four basic tissues. You know, that's that's what we're, we we want to hammer that point home. Hormones protect the three Bs and an H: bones, brain, breast, and heart. That's what they do. And when your hormone levels start to drop you start running into conditions that happen due to those hormone levels dropping.
3: Right. Like, um, you know, one of the things that we've talked about, you know, with women is when they enter into menopause and there's what we call the seven dwarfs of menopause. Um,
2: Pay pay attention, ladies.
3: (laughs) (laughs) um, Itchy, bitchy, forgetful, sweaty, bloated, sleepy and all dried up. And there are so many of you I know out there now who can relate to that. Yeah, um, mm. you know, before or after, guys,
2: you can relate to it too. Yeah, trust us, right. we we yeah. know. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's so it's and, so uh, true. Women I mean, come; these are huge complaints when when women yes. come to see us. Yeah. I can't tell you how many check off the mark, bloated, and forgetful. Those two hit us like crazy. Yeah, and then they don't really say that they're bitchy. Yeah. But they will. We'll get that out of them. Well, if they're a little short tempered or grouchy. Once they're
3: fixed, yeah. we'll say. I don't. I don't get set off nearly. Things don't yeah. bother me as much. I don't. So I, do I don't notice.
2: hate my husband nearly right? as, <laughs> as much as I did <laughs> Wait, before. Yeah.
3: I don't. Like <laughs> I the people in my life are not as awful <laughs> yeah. as yeah. I thought they were. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny. One of the one of the things that we hear first out of someone's mouth after they've after they've gotten their hormones just beginning to optimize is uh, what if, we'll ask. What have you noticed as a change? First thing almost always comes out of their mouth is I, I'm happier. Happier. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I'm Happier. happier.
3: It's, yeah. it.
2: We hear it. It yeah. happens. But I think this is
3: really important for women to hear because I don't know that they necessarily relate this to hormones and they just think it's a difference in personality, you know, or you're getting mm. older and, you know, or it and it's so gradual. It's not like one day you wake up, you know, I mean, like you talked about surgical menopause, like, you know, that's it's a very definite line where all of a sudden things have changed. Most women don't have that. This is going to be so gradual that. It's. I think that's why we really wanted to list them. So if you are listening to it, you know, you're able to say, okay, yeah, that has changed. I am different than I was, you know, five years ago because it's not something that happens overnight. And I mean, there's a reason why middle-aged women, I mean, I've said that all the time, like in my own career and in my life, middle-aged women can be really difficult to deal with. And this is why. And so those of you out there who are because I am getting to that age, I'm just like, I want to make sure this does not happen because it does to so many women. Nick,
2: I I don't know about you, but I'm so glad that she said uh, that because if we (laughs) said that, oh, boy, it'd be over. (laughs) And I have to
4: comment, too, that uh, I find myself educating a lot of women on what exactly menopause is, how long it lasts, what the symptoms are. And they don't know. Yeah. And they don't
3: know that it's yeah, they don't know that hormones are affecting them. They just think that it's like I said, a difference in, you know, personality or something. It's not until they get it fixed that they're like, you know, especially we talked about like the bitchiness. They're like, wow, things are, you know, I mean, not only are, you know, they feeling better themselves and they're happier but everyone around them is happier like people want to be around them more sometimes
4: we get thank you cards from significant others
2: yes (laughs) that's exactly exactly true and and once in a great while we'll have a significant other actually come in and shake our hand
3: (laughs) well but it also goes the other way too and I don't know if you want to stay on menopause but I mean men have the same I mean they have huge differences too when they get their hormones regulated oh Absolutely. absolutely
2: guys one of the biggest things with guys is they feel alive again yeah Yeah. we get this these guys like women will talk to us most of the time women will get their stuff optimized and then they're dragging their husband in but their husbands are much more open after they've seen the change that has happened with their wife they're like wait this can happen with her maybe it can happen with me and they're tired of being tired they're tired of not having any drive they're tired of being you know falling asleep the men on the couch, the, yeah. the men. Men, yeah. Yeah. men are just, they're just tired of it. Yeah. And so they want to be, they want to feel young again and, you know, be able right. to go out and do things and and not be asleep yeah. at and 730. I, I Absolutely. Think, and, and it can cause irritability, too. Just, right. And yes. Men, and that's what low, I say. low testosterone can
4: cause irritability. Yes. And I a lot think of men don't realize
3: that. That, that. That's why it's so important, you know, when we fix one person in a relationship that a lot of times, you know, that helps both of them because they realize, okay, maybe that's what's happening with me, too. If you, I mean... Well, if you both are having hormonal problems and you're both a little more irritable, it's going to make the relationship really difficult. At the same time, if just one of you is having the problems, and we talked about the loss of libido, if only one of you is experiencing that, it becomes really difficult in the relationship because there can be a lot of blame. You don't know that it's hormones that are causing it. There's so many this has <laughs> such huge repercussions into your whole life.
2: And if experience teaches me anything with the with what we see with patients. The communication starts to fall off very quickly, mm-hmm. and the men aren't talking to the the women, and vice versa. And they they're just there's there's just this inner turmoil, and there's this just spiraling that's going on inside each of them that goes away as soon as hormones are optimized. Yeah, and right.
4: sometimes it's difficult to initiate that um, with a spouse or even with a clinician, and um, you know some people are just embarrassed and You're right.
2: You know, it's really nothing to be
4: embarrassed about.
2: Luckily for us, our patients are referring their friends and loved ones and family that they know need the hormone help. And they come in in saying, hey, can I get that? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because once they're fixed, they're like, oh, my gosh, there are so many other people I know who are experiencing this, too. Like, I didn't know that this was it. A lot of people think it's their own change in personality or a change in their relationship or that their spouse has changed. They don't attribute to hormones. And that, I mean – it can have huge effects on your life. and that's I mean, which is a great thing with us getting hormones balanced because we're able to see all of the benefits that people, you know, receive once they actually get things figured out
4: right. That's one of the reasons why I love hormones, and I'm so passionate about it is it can make a huge difference in someone's life, and it, people are just so thankful when you yeah. get the hormones optimized that. You know, it's just it really rewarding as a practitioner.
2: Yeah, so. it is. It's fun. It's yeah. there's nothing better than uh, someone coming in and telling you thank you, hi giving you a high five, and just they're just excited or even I a totally hug. Yeah.
3: Side note. I sure. Mean, completely Side off note. topic. I, I but don't, I don't, don't ever that. do that. By the way, <laughs> this not is allowed. not allowed. No, I don't did... ever. We did recently and I meant to say this before um, because we're not far out from Thanksgiving, but we got so many messages from people saying that we're thankful for you. And, you know, like this year on Thanksgiving, I'm thankful for, you know, what, you know, my return to health or things that and really it was it makes a huge impact on us um, because, you know, we don't always hear the good things. I mean, you know, we tend to work on, you know, if someone's having an issue, we're fixing that. It's also something that I'll be honest, I don't know that I would have actually thought to do. And it's actually kind of changed my perspective because I'm like, there are people who I need to be more, you know, better at telling people how thankful I am. But I just want all of you out there who did reach out. um, And I think we've actually responded to all of you. But I want to say on the air how much we appreciate that because it's huge to us to know that we're making this sort of impact.
2: Right. We'll let well that said. percolate for a second. Yeah, yeah, that was very good. Very good. So we'll go back on, on to the hormone topic. Um, so let's let's spend a few minutes talking about conditions that happen when hormones start to decline. So we're talking about like menopause, andropause, the things that take place when when our hormones just drop off. For, for women especially, after menopause, the risk of osteoporosis skyrockets. Women lose an average of 25% of their bone mass from the onset of menopause, which on average is at 51, until the age of 60 due to loss of estrogen. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy how osteoporosis just takes off. And then that's just, that's just one bone yeah. thing. Yeah.
4: Right? And And there are certain forms of hormone replacement, like pellets, um, that can make a huge impact for osteoporosis. Um, In fact, they can increase uh, bone density by as much as
2: 8.3% per year. That's in a clinical study. That's taking someone, ladies and gentlemen, 8.3% increase is taking someone that's osteoporotic and making them normal bone density. Yes. Right? You won't hear that anywhere but here. Right, that's just not com- that's not going to be common knowledge, yeah. but it's so so true. Yeah. So that's that's one big one. Another one is um, after menopause, your risk of cognition and Alzheimer's, decreased cognition and Alzheimer's disease. I mean, the risk of Alzheimer's and and cognition just starts to climb once menopause happens. You've got to keep these hormones these hormones regulated. Some other ones we're going to talk about after the break. Um, cardiovascular disease, and breast and other forms of cancer. Um, We'll we'll touch on those when we come back. You're listening to Wellness 101.
1: You're listening to Wellness 101, brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone, 314-293-8123.
2: And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. If you're just tuning in, you have missed, uh, in my opinion, uh, which is the one that matters on this show, because it's our show, we've had a great show today. I mean, we've been talking about hormones and imbalances, and we, Aaron rattled off the seven dwarfs of menopause. We've talked about what happens when your hormones get out of balance, the symptoms that take place. And before the break, I said that we were going to come back and we're going to talk about um, cancer and, and cardiovascular disease. Um after uh, menopause, or when your when your hormones start to drop, cardiovascular disease is one of those. It's it's kind of near and dear to me. When for those of you who don't know my story, when I got into functional medicine and started doing it, that's what I focused a lot of my time and energy on was cardiovascular disease because it's actually pretty easy to reverse a lot of of cardiovascular disease and doesn't take a lot of time. And, you know, when when you can help someone by lowering their blood pressure and lowering their cholesterol and decreasing their overall risk of dying of a heart attack, they're pretty thankful since heart disease is number one killer in America. But with menopause, you know, a lot of people I don't think realize one in seven premenopausal women will die from heart disease but in postmenopausal women that number goes up to 1 in 3. So we go from about 17 16 17% up to 33%. We double the the death rate of heart disease by just going through menopause. That's incredible. That's huge. Yeah. And that can be easily thwarted by using and optimizing your hormones, right? That's just that's it's Killer. I mean, more than two hundred thousand women die each year from heart attacks. And just for those of you out there who are curious, that's five times as many women that pass away from from breast cancer. That's a huge that's number. Yeah, it's a yeah. huge number. And I
3: don't yeah. think people think about that as much with women. No, I don't think. Yeah. I mean, I would. That surprises me.
2: Right. Yeah. You yeah. lose the you lose the protective effect yeah. of, of hormones because yeah. they're in the tank. Yeah. Testosterone started dropping 15, 20, 30 years ago, right. and then estrogen drops and your hormones are in the tank yeah. and all these yeah. other diseases happen.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a good point about, um, you know, cancer and things, too, because I get a lot of questions. Uh, women are scared of hormones because they've been told they've been, you know, unfortunately told and, you know, misled that hormones cause cancer. Right. If that were the case, then every 13 year old raging (laughs) hormonal, you know, adolescent adolescent. is going to be full of cancer. Yeah, exactly. And that's just
2: not what happens. I mean, we bring that up. The average age of breast cancer in this country is 61 years of age. Right. That's 10 years after menopause happened. Mm -hmm. Right. The average that's a a diagnosis. The average age of prostate cancer is like 65, 66, something like that. By the time their te- uh, man's testosterone is in the tank, these are not conditions of, of of hormone excess. These are conditions of hormones being way too low. And
3: Absolutely. isn't aren't most cancers in your body like at least seven years before they're detected or something like that? You've you've
2: had them for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, so yeah. probably
3: it's you know yeah you take a year or two with really decreased hormones and it starts you know it starts you become to a risk yeah that it will start to form. I think that's really scary but important information.
2: Right. And that's, I don't think enough people, when we, when I I use that example a lot with people in our clinic, what we just said, you know, that like, well, what about hormones causing cancer? I'm like, well, just like Nick said, if you think about this with common sense, your hormones are highest when you're younger. They're lowest as you age. When do we have cancer? We have it when we age. It's not when we're young. And then literally people look at us and go, oh, I never thought about it like that. Like, exactly. Yeah. we're trying to bring some common sense back to medicine. It's been lacking for a few years yeah I right <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of the things. So with the whole with the whole breast cancer and other cancers, I mean testosterone and progesterone are protective to breast tissue and uterine lining. The testosterone and progesterone are protective to breast tissue and uterine lining. Let that sink in for a second. It's protective, right? That's extremely important, right? Estrogen does not increase nor decrease the risk of breast cancer. Now, we will talk about in, I think it's next week's show, we're going to talk about, you know, different types of hormones, bioidentical hormones versus synthetic hormones. That's not necessarily the case when we talk about synthetic hormones. We're ta- referring right. to bioidentical hormones right now. Yeah. That's a big difference, and we'll define that as in, mm-hmm. next week. Bioidentical is exactly like the molecule that's made, your body makes, whereas synthetic is a different structure. We're, we're going to talk about that in much more detail in our in our next episode. But that's something to c- take into consideration. That that doesn't. it's not the issue if you're taking a bioidentical form, right? I mean, I just I don't think that we can we can impress upon you enough the the number of diseases and conditions that come with hormone levels with hormone levels dropping. I mean, I think we've just scratched the surface, really. Yes, we literally have just just scratched the surface. I mean, just I mean, testosterone on the heart. We we increase blood flow. It decreases inflammation. It improves our insulin resistance. It reduces body fat. I mean, it's, it's important that we make sure that we have enough testosterone in the system. I mean, we were just talking about menopause and, and women and their estrogen levels dropping, but andropause with men and the testosterone dropping, I mean, guys die of heart disease at an older age too. They have heart attacks and, and things. I mean, these are all things that we that we really, you know, have to pay attention to. This is stuff that, that matters. Um, and a lot of people want to know, like, well, what do I do? How do I start? What, what, would, what would be something for me to, to look for in, in hormone optimization? Find yourself a functional medicine practitioner. We say that all the time, over and over again. We can't say it enough. Find someone that's actually certified in functional medicine, right? You can find that information out. Ask them, what is your certification in functional medicine? They'll tell you if they have one. If they don't have one, be leery yeah, because no, there's there's absolutely. no policing who's using the term functional medicine, right? Right. Just there. There's just no policing. And, you know.
3: Yeah. And make sure it's a certification. It's not. Well, I have some continuing education credits and things that, you know, to teach me how to do things from a functional medicine perspective. Right. That's I mean, you know, a couple of hours. I wouldn't trust someone to be, you know, trying to figure out complex medical issues. Right. I mean, it's just not enough education. It just isn't. No. And the practical experience. The other thing you want to see, like, how long have you been doing this? How many patients do you see? Because there's only so much that you can learn in a textbook. I mean, it's just that's the case with anything in life. So
2: It's all about the experience and noticing the little nuances that each person presents that just completely change the complexity of their case and where you have to go. I remember one patient in particular, it wasn't too long ago, I literally we'd gotten all the way through their, their consultation. We're, we're an hour, hour and a half in, and I literally asked, is there anything else? And they threw out one sentence that created 45 more minutes of the consultation. It completely changed our entire process perspective on what was going on and the avenue of which we tested and what we did to help that person. Right. Yeah. If we hadn't asked that question and a lot of people don't, they tell us I've never been asked I was gonna that say, question. But you always
3: ask that question. Right? I mean, you we know, do. like it just it's <laughs> yeah. because you never know what's going to come up. Right.
2: You never know. And you never know what they think is is not important. Plus, Trust.
3: we always say, you know, I mean, we're there to help, you know, you as much as possible. So it makes no sense for us to just talk about you know, what we want to talk about and not give you the opportunity to bring up what you really want to have discussed. So it gives, you know, I mean, we always make sure that you have the opportunity to bring up any issues that you have going on.
2: Right. And just, I mean, for those of you out there listening, guys – women, women don't wait for menopause to get your hormones optimized. Guys, don't wait until your libido's in the tank or until you have erectile dysfunction. By the time erectile dysfunction comes, your testosterone is so low that you have an increased risk of mortality, yeah. heart disease, Alzheimer's. You pick it. You pick yeah. a disease. You already have the problem because yeah. low uh, erectile dysfunction is the last thing to happen with, with testosterone as yeah. far as major symptoms yeah. go. But if you're
3: experiencing yep. that, definitely come in. Yeah, Absolutely, if you're
2: yeah. experiencing that now, yeah. come in. We can help. Cardiovascular diseases already very prevalent at that point so. that's right so that's about all the time we've got for today I hope you've enjoyed the show um, if you want more information visit our website the Institute of natural Health.com. give us a call three one four two nine three eight one two three follow us on Facebook and Instagram shoot us an email we'd love to hear from you if you have ideas or su- suggestions or questions we try to respond to you as quickly as we can Um, That's the show for today. I want to throw out a special thank you to Nick for being here and talking hormones with us. For Aaron, Nick, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening.
1: Wellness 101 has been brought to you by the Institute of Natural Health, your destination for functional medicine in St. Louis. For more information, visit them online at theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com or by phone 314-293-8123.